the first part is you accumulate, you work hard, you accumulate it, you get it, and now that you finally have it, you maintain it, you sustain it, you continue to grow it. Then what happens when you're no longer there? What happens if you are disabled? What happens if you fall very ill and you're no longer able to run the machine? What happens then? See, that's why estate planning is important because it looks at things like that. It looks at protecting those assets. You work so hard to have them. You give a lot of time to accumulate all your belongings, all the things that matter to you because you have other things that matter to you and other people that matter to you. So why don't you also take time to work on protecting everything that you have? Hello and welcome to Minus 5 is to 5 Finance, the podcast show. This is bonus episode number 10. And of course, because it's a special bonus episode, it will be a bit longer than the rest of the other episodes of season 1. In this episode, Shane shares with you the importance of estate planning. He will talk to you about one of the most important tools used for estate planning, which is the last will and testament, and then continue to touch briefly on the Interstate Succession Act 81 of 1987. That being said, please welcome your host, Shane Litabe. introduction it's not me anymore it's the lovely bibelo thank you so much for the lovely introduction bibelo i really appreciate it that's very lovely you'll be hearing a lot of her especially in season two so in today's episode it's going to be very long it's a bonus episode i'm going to talk to you about a very important subject that i've realized since i've been in the industry a lot of people don't really take notice of it um, I don't know the real reason why, but what I've seen is the most obvious thing that I've seen is people think that it's only for people that have a lot of money, and that's estate planning. But before we go into estate planning, let's first understand what an estate is, right? So when I talk about an estate, I'm referring to all your belongings, I'm referring to your assets, I'm referring to everything that's yours, I'm referring to your property, I'm referring to your business, I'm referring to your, your shares, investments, all those things that you work so hard for. And that's why today's topic is very important. There's a lot of people, here's the thing about estate planning, a lot of people you work hard for your ass, you work hard for your belonging, for everything that you have, and it works out. And it gives you the life that you're enjoying with your family. That's great, you know, it's good. That's the first part. The first part is you accumulate, you work hard, you accumulate it, you get it, and now that you finally have it, you maintain it, you sustain it, you continue to grow it. But then what happens when you're no longer there, right? What happens if you are disabled? What happens if you fall very ill and you're no longer able to run the machine? What happens then? See, that's why estate planning is important because it looks at things like that. It looks at protecting those assets. You work so hard to protect them. You give time, I mean to say you work so hard to have them. You give a lot of time to accumulate all your belongings all the things that matter to you because you have other things that matter to you and other people that matter to you so why don't you also take time to work on protecting everything that you have so basically that's what today's episode is all about it's all about making sure that everything that you have 
you go out, you protect it. So that's what estate planning is about. So I'm going to talk about one tool in particular that's very important in estate planning. So there's a slide or there's a topic that I've been working on to stress the importance of making sure that you protect your legacy. It's called the breadwinner's dilemma. So we all know what the breadwinner is. So if you don't know, a breadwinner in a family is um, a person who brings home the bacon, you know, that person who pays the bills, that person who makes sure that the kids are going to school. Not only are they going to school, they participate at school. If there's extramural activities, they also take part. They have uniform, they have enough to eat. And um, the home is well taken care of. If there's a helper, they have enough money to be able to pay for the helper, for the services of the helper. And it's good because not only are you feeding your own family, you're also feeding the fa another family, which is your helper's family. So that's why the breadwinner's dilemma is very important. So the breadwinner's dilemma centers around a person who passes away without making the necessary provisions for his family or for her family. And that's a very big problem because now there's this income that the family or the household is used to. So if you look at it this way, if you look at spending, every household, let's say you have an income of 10,000 rands and your expenditure is say, the whole amount, 10,000 rands. And if you look at how the 10,000 rents comes in, if there's two partners, say one contributes 5,000 and the other contributes 5,000. If the one partner is gone and didn't make provision for that 5,000 when they are no longer there, it's going to be a problem because the lifestyle is a 10,000 rents lifestyle. Now the other part is missing. The 5,000 is missing. All right. So that's what the uh, breadwinner's dilemma looks at. It looks at the missing part or the missing piece. How do you make sure that when you are no longer there, your family can still continue to live and enjoy the life that they have been accustomed to, the life that they are used to? That's the whole idea or the whole thought process behind the breadwinner's dilemma. When I sat down and I thought about it, and I, said, and, and I was talking about things like your um, type of insurance that a lot of people really uh, purchase. There's nothing wrong with any kind of insurance, but it's very important that you align it with what you need. Remember, insurance addresses a problem. It's a, it's a product that's a solution to a problem. So that's why it's very important to understand deeply what your problem is. All right. So that's what I look at when I talk about the breadwinner's dilemma. And how does it all tie in with estate planning? It ties in because in the breadwinner's dilemma, when I talk about that missing piece, I talk about things like um, that you can do to make sure that there's provision for that. But obviously, when you sit down with your advisor and you have to do the necessary calculations or the analysis to make sure how much cover you need personally. So things like your life cover. So that's some of the topics that I look at. The things like your illness cover, you know, things like your disability cover. Should you become impaired? Should you be disabled? Then what happens? Should your dreams now be on hold? Certainly not, because your life will still go on. You'll still live, all right? Now, going back to this topic, today I'm going to talk 
a bit about Rails as part of a tool that's used for estate planning. So why is a will important? I'm going to give you a few valuable points, right? So cohabitation, for instance. If, if you find yourself in a relationship where you've been living with your partner for years now, you probably even have kids, you're a family, however, or you're planning to start one, to start a family and have kids, you know. However, you are not legally married. Um, legally married will be you are not married through civil union or common law, right? So you've been living together. So there's a misconception that when people live together for a very long time, they'll be recognized as married. No, no, no. That's not true. That's not true. And it's a very big problem because you've probably accumulated assets together in that relationship. You've worked together. You've made sure that whatever you have, it, it works towards building the lifestyle that you want to live. And now the problem comes when one partner passes away and some of the assets or the assets that you have are in the name of the deceased partner and you don't have a will in place to say who gets to inherit what. And that's the thing. A lot of people don't know that um, if you don't say how you want your assets to be shared by your uh, beneficiaries or by the people that you want to inherit them, it, it's upon the government. The government will decide for you how those things will be shared, all right? And um, that's when I will go deep into it, or not necessarily deep, but I will talk about the order of inheritance when I talk about interstate succession, right? So that's why a will is very important, because in a will, you get to decide which asset goes to who. You get to decide at what, what age must they be able to get it, all right? And uh, you get to pass on a lot of things, your values as well, which is very important. Now, the thing about not having a will is this, like I said, interstate succession. That's the biggest problem of not having a will. Because if you die and you don't have a will, the death is recognized as what's called interstate, all right? And that's how your estate will be settled or devolved. It, it, it's going to be settled interstate. So what does interstate succession really entail? All right. So it's it's an act by the government, Act Number 81, 1987. This is something you can actually look up online and just familiarize yourself with. Because some of these notes, I even got them uh, from the Department of Justice website. So this is the order of, of inheritance. All right. So if somebody dies and they leave no spouse or any descendants behind, but that person's parents are both alive, all right, that person's parents will inherit the entire estate in equal shares. So if there was a hundred rand in the estate and the two parents are still alive, each parent will get 50 rand. Now the question is, what if you wanted your estate to be inherited by a charity, an orphanage, perhaps, you know, something that you support, a cause that you care about, you see? So that's why it's very important to have a world, to say what you want. You must speak your own mind. You, you must decide, I worked for this, I've earned this, I've lived off this this way, you know? So this is how I would want the person who inherits this from me to be able 
to use this. So obviously there's rules, like you can't be ruling from the grave where you say things that are it, it's sort of impossible to achieve, all right? So now, the other thing that's also very important when it comes to inheritance, according to the interstate succession, if a deceased or the person who's dead leaves no spouse, leaves no descendants, leaves one parent, all right, while the deceased parent has some descendants, okay, the deceased parent, so the, the father or the mother of the late person has other children, okay, so this would be brothers and sisters of the deceased. The surviving parent will inherit half of the interstate estate, and the descendants of the deceased parent will inherit the other half. So there's two brothers, and there's one parent who's who's dead, okay? So what would happen is the one parent will take the 50 rand, and the two brothers will get 25 rands each. And the other thing that's also important, the order of inheritance, the deceased ha uh, leaves no spouse or, depend, uh, or descendants, but leaves one surviving parent, while the deceased parent did not leave any other descendants. Then the surviving parent will inherit the whole estate, okay? So there's no spouse, there's no child, there's one parent, and the, the surviving parent does not have any descendants or your brothers and sisters have also passed away or you did not have them, you are the only child, then the whole estate will be inherited by um, your parent, right? And then the other thing is that this is, does not leave a spouse or descendant or parents. So there's no one from your family who's alive to be able to inherit, all right? Except for your brothers and sisters. So the, the, the parents are, 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 have passed away, your, your spouse has also passed away, or, and you don't have any children. This is what happens, all right? The interstate will be split into equal parts, all right? So one half of the estate is then divided among the descendants who are related to you, and uh, the predeceased mother and the other half are among the descendants related to the deceased, through the predeceased father, okay? So that's how they will split it. Right. They will make sure that it's split into equal shares amongst everyone who is left behind. Right. And then the deceased does not leave a spouse, descendants or parents, but only one of the predeceased parents left um, descendants. So the descendants of the predeceased parent who left descendants will inherit the entire estate. So that's how it actually works. So if you had a parent, like it says here, predeceased you um, or the deceased, so what would happen is that's how the estate will be split amongst them. All right. So the descendants of the deceased parents who are left behind will inherit their entire estate. Okay. And then the other part that's also very important is that the deceased does not leave a spouse or descendants or any parents or descendants of his parents. So it's kind of like the whole family is no longer there, okay? So it then overlaps to now being inherited by your nearest blood relations. So they will inherit the entire estate, okay? The, the, the government will look, okay, who's the nearest? Then they, the ones who will inherit the entire estate. Okay? And then the deceased is not survived by any relative. Only in this instance will the proceeds of the estate devolve on the estate, okay? So that's when the government will decide what then they will do with that estate. Then the other important part is what is the position with regard to a child of the deceased born without or born out of wedlock, which is very important, all right? So you are not married, right? 
and you had you had a child together or you have children together and uh, one of you passes away what happens now to that child okay so a child born out of wedlock can inherit from both blood re uh, relations the same as a child in wedlock so a child is a child um they look at blood relations so if your child is your biological child then they'll definitely be able to inherit but then they will inherit interstate so you saw all those rules there so what if your child is a minor then that's what's important about the will you know you get to decide what happens you know every stage and you keep updating it and you keep updating it so you definitely don't want to find yourself leaving your estate in the hands of the government okay so the last part that i will touch on is an adopted child right so what happens to the adopted child when the parents are gone you know so an adopted child will be deemed to be a descendant of his adoptive parent or parents and not be a descendant of his natural parent or parents except in the case of a natural parent who is also the adoptive parent of the child or was at the time of the adoption married to the adoptive parent of the child okay so clearly here okay it speaks to adopted children so now you will not be able to inherit from your natural parents right you, you because you are no longer a descendant of your natural parents okay according to according to the interstate succession so that's why it's critically important so there's it's there's instances where you there's people who probably are in a marriage they're living with another partner and um they had a child before then the child is living with uh, their other parent in another marriage or another partnership and then uh what's happening is the child is being raised by that family okay and then it so happens that they decide to legally adopt the child meaning find it's the, uh, it's the mother's biological child or in that instance or the father's biological child in that instance but then the mother decides okay since me and you are married I might as well take legal custody of this child as well okay so so that's why all not married okay but then i might as well just take legal custody of this child so what would happen is now the natural parent will then now by the interstate succession act will then not be able to give their part of the estate to their biological child right because according to the interstate act a child who's adopted by any parent cannot inherit or cannot be recognized they cannot be recognized as a descendant of his natural parent okay so that's the that's the most important thing all right uh, but i guess in, in 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 marriages then it will change the whole scenario it will change the whole scenario so that's that's what i i needed to share um that's what i needed to share and then you know i usually share some of these things on linkedin and yeah mostly linkedin um i try to tweet i really do but <laughs> I really i'll get into the groove i'll get into the groove of twitter i'll definitely get into the groove of twitter uh, but um for now i'm 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 very active on linkedin and i'd really like to share these things there and uh, i guess that's why this idea of the podcast came about because sometimes you really want to talk to people and not have them read all the time it's very important to read don't get me wrong but sometimes it's also very nice and important to get people to hear and listen because they can always come back again and again and they can do it at their own time so that's why this whole podcast 
so that's it for today's episode it was a very long episode because it was a bonus episode and i'm i'm really happy that it's finally done it's finally done i'm so happy and then um thanks to the lovely bbelo like i said you will be hearing a lot of her in season two <laughs> she's going to be the, doing the voice overs lovely i really i really appreciate everyone who's been listening to the podcast and if you are new i also really appreciate you i hope you can go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes and then carry on and still join us and listen in as we continue to talk about important topics in finance under five minutes uh, in season two as well so that's it for today's episode i really hope you really enjoyed it if you have any questions if you have any comments if any compliments please let's talk let's talk on linkedin and then i do have a website for the podcast and i'm really working on important topics that i want to put on my blog i really want to make them very interesting so that you can read them you know if it's interesting to read make sure that the information that's in there is very valuable you know um, the whole idea is to get people to learn and to know and to understand that it's not really complicated it's just a few minutes of your time get your fix um your things fixed and in order that's what's important so like i always say this was not financial advice i don't give financial advice on the podcast though i am a financial advisor myself I don't give financial advice on the podcast. I don't do that. I just talk about factual information. Like I said, most of the things that I talk about, you can get them online. You just go online and search for them and then you'll be able to find them. So let's talk. Let's communicate. You can visit the website at www.minus5is2finance.co.za. Then um, you can read there why this podcast, why it's all about and um, all the other information that I've put up there. And then you'll also find links to the other platforms that you can listen to. And um, I know a lot of people do listen on Spotify. If If you're not on Spotify, you can always listen on other platforms like Radio Public, Breaker, Enco. You can listen on um, Google Podcast. I believe every Android user has Google Podcast. If you don't have it, just go on Google and simply search minus five is to five finance. If it's too long, you can just search for my name, Shane Letlabe, and then it will definitely pop up there. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your audience. I hope we can continue this wonderful relationship all the way again in season two and all the other seasons that are coming up. As the whole idea is I'm also working on myself, getting better and better. As I get better, the content gets better. As the content gets better, it's value to you as well. And that's the most important part, the value part, right? Really appreciate you, like I said. So it's goodbye for now. Anything spoken or expressed on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. The aim of this podcast is to educate and not to give financial advice. For advice, please seek the help of a licensed financial advisor. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on this podcast belong solely to the speaker and not necessarily to the speaker's employer, organization, committee, or any other group of individuals. We hope you enjoyed the special bonus episode. So here is what we would like you to do. Let us know what you thought of it. Please go onto our website and leave a comment there. Connect with Shane on LinkedIn and use the phrase minus five to indicate that you listen to the podcast. Please remember to get your affairs in order. And that's it for season one. We are looking forward to your audience in season two.